Yes, people, it's episode 241 of Griff's Brain Dub. It's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? It is Monday morning, really early in the morning, um, like 7.40 in the morning. But um, how are you all doing? Um, I'm up because I've been up since 3 o'clock, not because of uh, the child, just because I couldn't sleep, which is annoying. Um, I don't even suffer from any form of insomnia. Um, just couldn't sleep. Bloody jarring, mate. Bloody, bloody jarring. But we are here. How are you doing? How are you doing? You doing well? Uh, how's your week been? My week's been fine. Um, started, what did I do? Monday, nothing. Tuesday, nothing. Actually, Monday, went out for, was it Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday, went out for lunch. Uh, to a restaurant that was shut for two days and one of those days was the days we went nothing on the website no announcement no you know what I mean there's no nothing on Google just rock up see a bloody bit of A4 paper stuck to the door that said they're, they're closed for essential maintenance work which to me just translated in someone's got COVID and they don't want to alarm anyone you know what I mean? Like, if the procedure is you have to just close the restaurant, then there's no need to tell people that they got COVID. Just just follow the procedure. I won't tell you why. It's only take time off work. You don't need to tell people why you've taken time off work. You just... I've just... I've, I've filled out the forms. I said I need the day off. That's all you need to know. Doesn't matter if I'm getting a, a nose job, hair transplant, penis extension, doesn't matter what you're getting done. You don't need to tell them. You followed the procedure. Um, what else has happened this week? Then Wednesday, I was meant to gig, but I didn't in the end. Thursday, nothing. Right, literally, week of not doing much. Um, no, that's it. Played football on Sunday um, with my injured ankle. You know when you just got an injury and you've had it for too long like in your mind you've stated it's too long like no one said you should have been healed any sooner just in your head you're like i'm bored of not doing things so i'm just going to start doing things that's what i did with my ankle um because i've i've strained the ligaments in my ankle but there's no swelling there wasn't swelling when i first did it still no swelling now after i played 90 minutes um with this dodgy ankle so part of me is thinking it's okay, I haven't done any further damage, probably not helped it heal, but I haven't done any further damage, so I'm hoping this week, just a bit more exercise, a bit more, um, and a few more rubs, got that, uh, glucosamine for it, and some mint ease, it's like a deep heat type of rub that just stinks of mint, like to the point where your eyes hurt, and it has, you know, like when you get, um, if you use original source shower gel, like the mint one, imagine that times four. That times four, the mintness is like that. And um, yeah, it literally makes my eyes hurt if I have it on. Um, when I actually unpacked it, like I didn't even open the little squeezy bottle thing. I just took off the cellophane of the outside. My room stank of mint. And then... Um, and then yeah, I walked downstairs and I was like, oh, if you put that mint thing on, I was like, not even. Haven't even opened it. Haven't even used it once. She's like, Jesus. I'm like, yeah. 
But um, so that's what I did Sunday, Saturday. Had some friends round on Saturday, doing some doing some bloody adult hosting. They brought their uh, brought their kids round as well to meet to meet Zadie. It, it was funny, man. Um, full, fully adulted. Um, you know, I was hosting. I never host. I've never hosted before. It, it dawned on me. I. The day before, I was like, well, I need to actually buy drinks and just a little, little bit of food, really. Just to make people comfortable. Have to clean the house. <laughs> I hoovered. Swept. Didn't get a chance to mop. But uh, dusted. Shined mirrors. Put things away. You know, like he's, like a normal person does. Um, nothing to pat myself on the back for. Um, and yeah. That was good though. Like I said, full adulting. I was in the football WhatsApp group for my football team and someone got you a party tonight, showed a picture of their kitchen with all this bottle of booze on, on the side. Um that was at seven PM and I messaged back going, Oh cool. Well my party literally just ended, all the guests left ten minutes ago. <laughs> six fifty. Party ended at six fifty PM and that's how we party now, people. That's how we party. Um I think what else Um, oh see this one thing you know when you find a product that you like and then you've got this thing should I tell other people because if I tell other people they're going to take my product but um, it's a stupid idea to have because you need to tell people so the demand's high so then people so the the product that's made will match demand with supply so you should actually promote the things you like so they make it more. You know, because re- you notice that. Like you watch a TV program and it's like it's your own TV program. It's like, uh-huh, no one else knows about this TV program. And then you wonder why season two never got made. Because you didn't tell anyone. You didn't big up the program and say it was an amazing program. They didn't get a viewership and then they didn't make a second season. Same with products. And they trial a product. You love it. You don't tell your friends to go out and get it. You enjoy it, hoard it all to yourself, and then they go, no, discontinued. So, they finally got Guinness 0% to market. It's, it's finally out, it's in Tesco, that's where I got it from, I know it's in other places. Uh, but Guinness 0%, and I, I'm a big fan of Guinness. I'm a big fan of non-alcoholic drinks as well. So, to have a Guinness 0% was an absolute game changer. Um, had it Saturday. I have to say, taste like Guinness. Um, the only difference is Guinness doesn't have that kind of thickness of Guinness. So I don't know what is in Guinness that isn't in the non-alcoholic Guinness that gives it that is that more stodgy. Like this, so you know what? Nice. It's kind of nicer in in some respects that it's like a crisper Guinness, a lighter, crisper Guinness. Um, like you know if you drink like three or four Guinnesses y- you feel full like you, you don't need to eat anything now <laughs> remember back in the day people say Guinness has the same calories as a roast dinner and people just took that like yeah that's facts not checking out and then when someone actually makes you sit down and think about it it's like mm, yeah that's not possible <laughs> I wonder was that actually ever ever true um, let's see, Guinness has Guinness same calories 
as a roast dinner. Let's see. Calorific myth. At the point that, yeah. No, see, it contains 175 calories. So it's it's hilarious. Well, people just took it. People used to always repeat it to me. It's like um, the thing of a swan. A swan can break a human's arm. And so I always grew up with a sort of swan or any kind of aquatic bird that's bigger than a duck. So uh, I'll say any goose. Um, I guess maybe a heron, but I don't really see <laughs> So geese and swans. Uh, I always just thought, yeah, if they open their wing and it hits your arm, it will break your arm. And then someone I was talking to just questioned that. And then when I thought about it, I was like, there ain't no fucking swan breaking my arm. So let's, let's Google that. Uh, can a swan... A s- can a swan break your arm? See, they know. Can a swan break your arm is actually a myth. There you go. There's no reports that a swan has ever broken someone's arm. <laughs> oh, dear. See, again, this is another one you just taught as a kid, and it's now facts. You, you don't check that. You just go through life going, yeah. I mean, what other... Let's let's see. Let's find. Are there any other myths that was taught as kids? Myths. Um, I was told. Myths told by parents. Here we go. Let's have a look. Right. This is uchealth.org. Ten myths that you may have heard from your parents. Um. Chewing gum, stay it. Oh, sorry, chewing gum, not chewing gum. Um, <laughs> noun, not a verb. Chewing chewing gum stays in your stomach for five to seven years. Yep, I remember that, but I don't think I thought that was true until now. Like I didn't like I've, I knew that wasn't true before reading that. Um, but false. Most chewing gum is not digestible. Uh, meaning it will travel through your system in a matter of two to four days. Um, waiting an hour after eating um, before you go swimming to prevent cramping. Yes, I remember this one. And um, I think that got debunked by going on holiday when you just stopped giving a shit and it's like, I, I want to be in the pool. I'm not waiting an hour. I'm not seven. Um, so, yeah. And that's false. A normal size meal consumed before swimming will not cause cramping. It's possible to feel tired or fatigued after overeating, so maybe avoid swimming. Okay. We only use 10% of our brain. Now, again, this is another one that, before I read the answer, I, I knew this. Um, when someone said, when I read it somewhere, that I only use 10% of your brain. And someone goes, okay, so what do you think would happen to a human being? if you removed 90% of their brain. <laughs> so which I was like, uh-huh, yeah. We go, actually, not even 90, let's just say 50%. Let's just remove 50% of someone's brain. What do you think would happen? I was like, mm, yeah. So I think what it is, is we use 10% of our brain at one time, but we use every part of our brain. I think that's what it is. Oh, let's have a look. Um, false. 
Now this is a motivational speaker's ploy that can be tracked back to the early 90s to encourage people to live up to their full potential. Study of brain activities have proved, provided no evidence that only 10% of the brain is used. There you go. Sitting too close to the TV will make you go blind. Slightly thought that was still true. <laughs> Do you think it would make you go blind, but I thought it would up your eyes, which would obviously deteriorate your eyesight. It's a bit hyperbolic, but I thought it doesn't help. Let's see what it says. False. Televisions and other devices emit such low levels of radiation that they have little effect on the body. However, staring at the same thing for a long period of time can cause the eye muscles to fatigue, thereby affecting vision. But there is no proof that it causes long-term damage. Oh, so about computer screens, because people always moan about that, going, oh, we're looking at screens too much, that's why our eyes are getting worse. I guess it just makes our eyes, the muscles in our eyes fatigue, if we're only looking like closely, so if you're only looking at a computer screen, that's why they tell you you need to look down your office, right? And if you if you work in an office, you remember those things. Um, so yeah, if you are looking at your computer screen and you look above your screen, you need to like look down your office to just kind of readjust your eyes so you look long distance, short distance. Now let's see what else. Shaved hair grows back thicker and darker. Um, isn't it that hair grows to a point? So then when you cut off the point. You've got a blunter edge, so it appears darker, but it doesn't actually grow back thicker or darker. It just appears so. But then once the hair fully grows again, back to a point, it won't be. I think that's what it is, right? Because I know, yeah, I know some people still think that. Like if you don't shave it, don't shave that, come back darker. Let's see. False. Although your mum may have told you this as a young girl, she did as a young girl. Um, so you wouldn't be so eager to start shaving your legs. It's not true because the hair is newer. It may not have yet been bleached by the sun, so it appears darker and thicker. Mm-hmm. Sugar makes children hyper. Now come with that. That's a fact, surely. I thought that was it. You're, they're going to say that children actually have a better ability to burn sugar. So they don't become hyper. Their body just uses it all. But I generally thought that was... Yeah, I'll be like, don't give the kids sugar. They're going to be off their tits. Hmm. False. Several studies have shown that sugar doesn't cause children to be more hyper. Some studies demonstrate that parents who thought their children was given sugar believed them to be more hyper, even when they weren't given sugar, demonstrating a misconception parents have sometimes have. Mad. Um, however, sugar does affect behaviour. A breakfast high in sugar has been shown to result in severe deterioration of attention span when compared to no breakfast or whole grain cereal. One study reported that children who were given sugar had high levels of adrenaline. A possible explanation for this misconception um, because higher adrenaline leads to let's say levels lead to symptoms similar to those of hyperactivity. Wait. You can't be saying the kids got higher adrenaline, not saying they're hyper. I mean, I guess it doesn't necessarily mean you're hyper, but if, if you've got higher adrenaline, you, you're going to be acting differently, right? Anyway, if you go outside with wet hair on a cold day, you'll catch a cold. I thought that was true still. <laughs> uh, false. Colds are caused by viruses, which you can't get um, just from being outside in the cold. 
you may feel sick if you're outside all day in the cold or rain runny nose chills fatigue but it's not because of a virus it's because you can experience the same symptoms when you're chilled as when you're sick uh-huh that's it you're just you're just chilled um well, how many more we've got these three more do what i might i'll make a rod for my own back i'm going to try and find one of these for each episode i'm doing all 10 now but go forward i'll try and find some kind of misconception make it a, a recurring thing because this is interesting all right you lose most of your heat through your head i know that's false you basically lose most of your heat through wherever is exposed and usually we're wearing clothes and our heads are exposed i think i know that one false it look if you look at a surface area your the head is no bigger than the rest of your body it's maybe about 10 to 15 percent of total surface area and that's the percentage of body heat lost through the head okay um, cracking your knuckles cause arthritis I knew this wasn't true isn't it something like potassium build up or it's, it's like fluid or air bubbles between the joints popping um, false a 30 year study showed that is not uh, the case however knuckle cracking can lessen one's grip strength because of repeated overstretching of tendons okay and the last one breakfast is the most important meal of the day um, I would have thought that was true in the sense of it's whatever your first meal is that can't be true actually because people have bollocks or Christmas, Christmas breakfast I've always wondered why we don't reverse our meals like think about it you've got the most of the day and when you wake up let's say you wake up at 7 and you go to bed at 10pm so you wake up 7am go to bed at 10pm there's a whole day that you need calories for. Why do we eat the most calories at the end of the day when we're going to go to bed? Surely we should be eating that bloody heavy, heavy food for breakfast. And then you've got a whole day just to get rid of that. Pile on those 2,000 calories just in the morning, bam, and just burn it off throughout the day. Imagine eating a spaghetti bolognese, a lasagna for breakfast. You know what I mean? Just chicken. Stew chicken and rice. <laughs> it's all my Nigerians, pounded yam. Just for breakfast. It's going hard. Go to your mum's on a Sunday morning. Actually, no, on the much because they'll still they won't buy into this. They'll be like it's nonsense. So you just go to a Sunday, pick up the food from your parents, eat that Monday morning for breakfast. Granted, you'll probably be slumped out by ten a.m. But you got all day to burn those calories, and then you should get smaller calories as the day goes because you need less energy, right? So you take your breakfast, lunch stays the same, and then you'd have what you'd use have for breakfast at night. Because you're only going to be awake for another three hours. Why do you need a thousand calories then? No, I'll just have a bowl of cereal, some toast. I've said this for a few years, but I've never had the gumption to do it. I mean, one thing if I lived on my own, it's another thing if you're living with a family and you're trying to make them eat. 
bloody potatoes for breakfast. <laughs> um, right, what else has been going on in the world? Um, Emma Raducanu winning the uh, US Open. Shout out to her, 18 years old, a second major tournament. Um, and she smashed it, didn't drop a set all tournament. Did I watch a minute of her tennis? No, I didn't. Didn't watch any. Um, I do like tennis. Um, and I should have watched it. I just forgot the final was on. Um, but yeah, shout out to her. It's funny though, like I immediately went to the Daily Mail comments because I was like, I want to see if they accept her as British or not. And um, it, it was it was lively in the comments. Someone said that Brexiters can't they're not allowed to celebrate this one. Which I find funny. It's funny. Like, not everyone who voted Brexit cared about immigration, but let's not deny that most people who did uh, vote for Brexit... No, let's... I can't say that, but let's say this. Everyone who cared about immigration voted for Brexit. There you go. Um, but yeah, she is like your xenophobe's nightmare. She is Canadian-born to... Uh, Romanian father, Chinese mother, and then came over to the UK when she was two. If you listen to her talk, she's very London, very British, um, and 18 years of age, and has become the US Open champion. Unbelievable. And she beat another teenager who would have been, it would have been a magical story for her to, um, to win as well. I don't know who the other person's name was, but yeah, it's so funny. I saw people, um, saw a few people uh, debating about uh, why they, why they're not showing the men's final. It's like because there's no one British in there, and it was like typical. I was like, what do you mean typical? I don't get what that means. Like, I get it. This country's racist and that, but. Uh, you're allowed to have some kind of uh, nationalism. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Is that no national pride? That's it. Not nationalism. Jesus, that's something else. National pride, in the sense of if someone's British is doing something, then you're allowed to be a bit biased towards it. Like what happened with um, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. I, th- I think Damon Hill said, you know. He thought it was Verstappen's fault, and uh, and he really wants Lewis to get his hundredth win. And people say, "Oh, I thought you might be unbiased." It's funny how many British F1 fans dislike Lewis Hamilton. Um, so they really want Max Verstappen to win. And uh, I, I would want Max Verstappen to win just because Lewis has won like, seven championships. Because I've seen how many people don't want Lewis to win for non-racing reasons. I'm like. Lewis beat this guy. <laughs> he can win championships once you're retired. Beat this guy. Um, but yeah, people having to go at uh, Damon Hill for having an opinion and favouring the British guy. Like, no, as long as you remain professional, you're allowed to have favourites. It's not when you watch football and Carragher's doing punditry. He says he actually believe he tended to say Liverpool. Gary Neville tends to say we when he says about Man United. He says we. But, and the same as Rio, when he talks about Man United, 
And I think that's totally fine. But as long as you're professional, as long as you're able to actually commentate on the game, you're not just talking like a bloody drunk fan who's just screaming abuse at the ref. Like, yeah. Why do you have to be unbiased? I don't, I don't get it. But, um, but yeah, no shout Emma Raducanu, you think it's Adol Ray, is his name, who does um, Good Morning Britain, plays Piers Morgan. <laughs> he said, um, if you're in tennis finals, you're British. But if you were a builder, you'd be Romanian. <laughs> oh, that upset people. They're like, this is race baiting. It's like, do you agree or not? But it's true. Everyone knows this. When you're winning, you're British, you're English. Now, Andy Murray got it. British champion. Gold medalist. Then do he loses Scottish. <laughs> um... But we we all do that, right? We all do that. Someone doesn't. I guess not so much on winning and losing, but what's the what's it called? What's the logical fallacy called? The no, oh, ironically, it's called the no true Scotsman fallacy, right? Where if the person's behaviour doesn't match what you think of said group, then you say they're not real. So, example, let's use race. If you say black people don't ski then someone goes well and a black person tells you I ski you either go oh then I was wrong black people do ski which humans don't tend to do what you'll then say is well are they really a real black person <laughs> you're now gonna deny the fact that they're black simply because they ski and that doesn't match your idea of what black people do so you then go eh, it's not a real black man no he skis. Mm-mm. Nah. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess we do that, right? We keep it in our head of... But, yeah, I guess that's slightly different. If someone... It's just very conditional. I guess it goes back to the conversation like with the England players playing for... Um, the black players playing for England, which has just reminds me of something that happened this week. Bloody the black to front on Channel 4. Um... Which I didn't watch anything except for um, Unapologetic with Yinka Bikini and ZZ Mills. Which was an interesting debate and stuff. Thought the show was well well written. Um, Like, Dane Baptiste on there, who I've got so much time for. So, you know, it was interesting. Um, It'd be good if they could have that show week in, week out. But that's the thing. So there's Naomi who's going like, yeah, it's, it's cool to have this whole day, but what does this actually mean? Like, are these shows going to be on? Are these new shows that are going to be on, like, going forward? Or, or what? Or is it just going to be for this one day? And I, I don't know the message very unclear because I probably didn't watch enough of it. They probably said it throughout the day what was happening. But when I went to the Black Door Front website, it was uh, it's like they're going to just use this as a learning experience. It didn't really sound like anything permanent was going to come off the back of it. Which I thought, that's a shame. Now, that is a mad shame, if that's the case. It's just like, well, oh, this seems to be very tokenistic there. But I couldn't imagine it being that tokenistic of that large scale. Like, I saw too many black people enjoying it for it to be tokenistic. Like, too many black people who I know are, you know, switched on. Because we just pick that apart. Um, 
But hopefully some new shows come out of it that was showcased on that Friday. But, um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but the unapologetic stuff, well, that was good. If you haven't, if you haven't seen that, some good debates on there. There's Troy Daly as a guest. Um, Gary Young was a panellist, and I can't remember the lady's name. Oh, the other guest. Kenyan lady. Oh, can't think of her name. Can't think of her name. She does GB News, though, so I think she was meant to be, you know, the kind of the right wing um, side of things. And uh, I think this is what happens when you get the smart people on a show together. So Dane, this lady's name, which I cannot remember, and Gary Young, they had different views. I mean, Dane and Gary Young was pretty more, pretty much aligned. And this lady was meant to be you know, the, the right wing, the kind of alternative perspective, but. No, none of the three said anything wild. Maybe slightly different. Maybe disagreed, but they were never. They're never really clashing. Um, because I think when you have that level of uh, conversation, you don't have to have opposing views. You just have alternative views, and you just discuss your different views and your variety of views and how they might mix with each other and how they might contrast with each other. Like we have this kind of we always just devolved to this basic thing of might I disagree with you, therefore we have opposite views, therefore we're fighting. It's just like long, it's just long. Because you said this is red and I said this is blue, it doesn't mean right, I now hate you. It can't possibly ever be red, it can't possibly ever be blue. What are you talking about? And it's not to say, oh, maybe it's a shade of purple. No, it's just maybe one of us thinks it's blue, one of us thinks it's red, and that's it, move on. But do we know what we're talking about? Like, whatever object, does it still affect us in the same way, whether, no matter how we dissect it? Probably does. So when you talk about racism, people go, ah, oh, institutional racism's not, no, it's just racism. And you know, black people can't be racist. And you have this whole back and forth of, rather than discussing racism, how it affects you both, you're just now going back and forth about what, what the word should be. And it's like, Conversations died before it started. So yeah, um, the back to front thing seems good. I don't see anything else that I really clocked this week. Um, do I buy anything special? No. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Let's get on to some dear Deirdre, and then I have to get off this pod to get on my morning meeting. Let's see, how long we done? 30 minutes? Um, chatting for ages. Which isn't bad for an episode that had nothing to talk about. Wow, 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 wow. Let's see this. Dear Deirdre, I see a male prostitute once a month as husband suffers from erectile dysfunction. Now, I have to say it like that because there's an advert on TV. And it's like the guy who's narrating the advert has to... G himself up to say erectile dysfunction. Like you can never just say it how he says the rest of the sentence. Do you suffer from erectile dysfunction? No, he doesn't say that. Do you suffer from erectile dysfunction? It's like they've dubbed his voice in. <laughs> anyway, I see a male prostitute once a month as husband suffers from erectile dysfunction. And dear Deirdre, I miss sex so much, I've come very close to having affairs and have paid for massages. 
just enjoy feeling someone touch me. Now I see a male prostitute once a month to give me what I'm missing in my marriage. Mad. I'm one of 45, my husband is 51. We've been married for 23 years and have a grown up son. Um, then there's now no intimacy in our relationship, but it's been like this for at least 14 years and I feel neglected. Now, 14 years and no intimacy, you're allowed to, you're allowed to bang outside the relationship. <laughs> Maybe just sex is the thing you guys do. You know, like, I like watching football. I've got mates I watch football with. I don't watch it with Naomi. That's what I do outside our relationship, watch football. So made for these guys, like, look, you know, we don't have sex with each other, so let me just do it over here. I'm going to still come home, we're still going to pay the bills, we're going to go on holiday, we're going to have a good time. Going to go for meals, going to see my family, see your family, see your friends, see my friends, it'll be great. Build a conservatory, we'll redecorate the spare room, we'll love life, but we don't bag. Yeah, maybe it's it's just married to your friend now. Oh no, let's see. And there's no intimacy in our relationship. It's been like this for 14 years. I feel neglected. My husband has suffered from erectile, so from <laughs> erection problems for years. He has tried all medications available with no success. And now he's told me he never really, he was never really into sex and has no sex drive. He thinks I'm ridiculous to be worried about this. I'm not in a position to leave. Uh, and I don't think I really want to, but I really miss the closeness. Going to see a male prostitute is the best solution, as I'm not getting emotionally involved and yet still getting sexual satisfaction. The man I book is attractive and in his late 40s. I've been seeing him for six months. Here's the thing. Just to show you how men and women are different, right? Because it's like, she wants the same guy because that's the guy she trusts. And that's a good guy for her. Whereas men, imagine... If you're using prostitutes, you're going to be like a, a fat kid in a buffet, right? It's like, I want this one. Now I want that one. Now I want this one. And now I want that one. Because <laughs> you see the same one. You're now in a relationship with a prostitute. Now what are you doing? Go, go see different ones. I mean, I guess the dynamics may be different. If you're a woman, you found one that's safe and trustworthy. Whereas a guy, is just like, I want to risk it all to put my penis in something. Anyway, it's uh, it's expensive, £140 an hour. I normally book him for three or four hours when my husband's working abroad. Jesus. Whereas men, if you're efficient, you can you be able to book one for half an hour. <laughs> you mean? And 20 minutes of that is just getting over the awkwardness of just being in this hotel room. And she's like, you all right, love? What do you want done? And it's like, oh, um, see, it's 20 minutes of that, then eight minutes of the sex and two minutes to get dressed and leave. That's your half an hour. Um, for yeah, 140 an hour, and no one booked for three hours. Jesus, that's what's that, 430 pounds for three hours. Jesus. She said, I'm not in a position to leave this relationship. Maybe if you aren't spending all your money on whores, then, um, <laughs> You'd be able to leave the relationship. I know. We have a couple of drinks out and then return to my home. Oh, the prostitutes in your house. That is disgusting. I haven't done anything that adventurous. For me, the satisfaction comes from being naked with another man and feeling desirable again. As satisfying as this sex with my male prostitute is, I wish I could reconnect with my husband. 
That's um, yeah, that's a, that's a rough one. I mean, you got to talk to your husband. You clearly still love him. And, you know, love's complicated. So, yeah, you're banging prostitutes, but it's clearly you still love him. You want something with him. Um, you can't tell me you've been banging prostitutes, though. Uh, men, men's egos cannot take shit like that. So, um, but yeah, you just got to get in there. How have you not discussed this? They've been married for so long. Surely you know how to communicate with each other. Just realize people don't know how to communicate. I was saying, to, saying this to Naomi, who's, um, who's watching Married at First Sight, and similar to Love Island. It, I'm not sure it's just the people they get for these shows, or it's an age thing, people in their 20s. But it's like, people don't know how to articulate their thoughts and feelings. And you watch these arguments, it's like two ships passing. It's where they just don't meet. They don't know what they're talking about. So one person will be hurt because the other person lied. They feel like the other person's being uh, deceitful. Another person's hurt because they think the person's too aggressive. And you'll be able to see this watching the show. But then when they talk to each other, it's like, you fucking take the piss out of me. Don't mug me off. Don't talk to me like that. I'm not a prick. And it's like, what? what is happening? Like, you, neither of you actually said your point or what's or what's upset you. you. You're just shouting at each other. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get how people just can't at least say what the thing is that pisses you off. But instead, they're screaming. And it's like, wow. So that's one thing I have to teach teach my daughter is how to communicate your thoughts and feelings maybe get her to read more um right uh let's see next one uh right last one last one so i'll actually get ready uh, dear Deirdre, I feel humiliated by my partner's casual sex while we're on a break. Whenever I see the words on a break, I think of Fred's. <laughs> it's just such a Ross and Rachel thing. Dear Deirdre, my partner had sex with three other women, including one of my best friends, when we were on a break. I love that. That's that's your, your best friend's problem, though. Don't have a go at the man. <laughs> I know that isn't cheating, but I feel humiliated. I'm really struggling to trust him. You need to struggle to trust your friend. I'm 28, he's 31, we have a four-year-old daughter together. I moved out for a while with my daughter after we went through a rough patch. When we got back together, everything seemed much better, but then his brother made a comment about my boyfriend being a proper ladies' man. When I quizzed him, he admitted he'd had a one-night stand with a woman he'd met at a pub. I was hurt, but decided I needed to get on with it. Next, a woman I didn't know knocked on our door. When I answered, she seemed confused and annoyed. Before I could ask her anything, she had stormed off. I only... Then did he admit there had been two women? I was upset. I love that. So the information is just bleeding out. <laughs> he hasn't come. He hasn't told you this. That this is what's happened. It's just each avenue, new bit of information comes. I was upset as he had obviously welcomed other women to our home. Um, I turned to a good friend for reassurance. She agreed. She agreed to sleep with two different women so soon after I had left was disrespectful and even suggested I think about leaving. My boyfriend was furious when I told him and blurted out she's got a cheek. 
I later learned he'd slept with her too. This is horrendous. Um, we had decided to take a break last year during the last lockdown and we couldn't stop arguing. I felt he wasn't making enough effort with me or our daughter. Once we were living separately, we started talking. He explained he had felt really low and couldn't get himself out of his slump. After a couple of months, he admitted he was terrified he had lost us forever and wanted us back. He promised he would make more of an effort. So after three months apart, I moved back in with him and was pleased to see him making a big effort with our daughter. He took her to the park, to the shops, get treats and even read her a bedtime story. It was everything I wanted, but now there are all these women. Sure, we were on a break and he's trying really hard, but I'm struggling to get past this right. So you've got kids, so that makes it harder. But wow, wow, having all that information that's coming out, does it that drip fed? I guess it's going to leave you feeling like, do I know everything yet? Um, I guess you're going to have to just put it you gotta just draw a line under it and go what do I want do I want this guy to be in my daughter's life has he done any of this stuff while with me no then if you you just gotta do the mental exercise the gymnastics to just go put this in a box lock it up put it in the loft and I'm not opening that box I'm not opening it and that's it but you just, yeah, you just got you basically if you can look at him and you think I trust him not to do anything while in a relationship with you, then be with him. But if you can't, then ascend it. Ascend it. Because you're gonna end up accusing him of madness all the time and he's gonna get very annoyed with you and then he's gonna go and bang another one of your friends or your sister. So that's the best way to deal with that. Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Um don't think we'll have my gigging this week. I'm gigging in Fulham on Wednesday. Thursday, I'm in Bedford at the British Comedian of the Year competition. The first heat. So we'll see how that goes. Um, see if I get through to the semi-finals. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't think I will. But I'm going there to try. You just never know what the crowd wants. Um, but yeah, so you'll know next week whether I got through or not. We'll see. All right, people, that is the end of the pod. Peace.